0: Welcome to episode 43 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing shoulder pain during push ups, breathing during high intensity training, and core training recommendations for a football player. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show.
0: What's up, Achievers? Episode 43. So, we just saw The Avengers last night, and surprisingly, Lauren was able to stay awake throughout most of the movie. Most of it.
1: Yeah, it really <laughs> did stay awake. And, and surprisingly, for multiple reasons. One, yep. I always fall asleep during movies. Yep. Two, we went to a 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. showing, and it's a two and a half hour movie. So, 9 to 11.30. Three, I'm pregnant, which makes me even more tired <laughs> and likely to fall asleep. And so, obviously, that says a lot about how good the movie was. Yeah, I
0: mean, we've uh, we uh you've slept through, I think, it's Inception. It was, like, Saturday at 2, <laughs> and it was an IMAX showing, and it was, like, Hans Zimmer-like <laughs> composition, and you were just, like, just peacefully sleeping. Peacefully
1: <laughs> snoozing away. Mean, the movie theater is so, oh, I just can't help myself.
0: Meanwhile, if Diesel pops into bed, you wake up, or, like, if I stir a little bit, you wake up, but, yeah. you know put you in a movie scene and you're like just like oh lullabies yeah
1: the most usually it's like the most expensive nap ever yeah. but but this one I, I fell asleep through like a couple of the action scenes but I don't think I missed any any plot building things yeah right yeah so I really got I felt I walked away feeling like I really saw the whole you,
0: thing you, you understood
1: yeah yeah and it was it was very good
0: yeah it was very good sad oh. super sad actually yeah oh. All right, we anyway. have a
1: lot of questions. Okay, <laughs> we have three questions for you today. We're going to start with one from Hala Tarani. Um, she asked, when I do push-ups, including the ones in yoga practice, like sun salutations, I usually feel it a lot after and sometimes during just in the front of my shoulder. I wonder what muscle groups are weak and, properly, and not working properly here that my shoulders compensate. Um, so yeah, this is actually really common. Oh, oh she also asked uh, what types of other accessory exercises would you recommend that helps with better push-ups. Um, so this is very very common, and especially when like with sun salutations, what happens is um, the recommendation is usually to keep your elbows tucked in to like next to your body, and a lot of times when people do that, they tend to roll their shoulders forward. As they're doing that, right? Yep. And kind of collapse into their shoulders.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I think any anytime people do body weight type of skills or are doing yoga or gymnastics-based drills and they're on the floor, the big thing that you want to think about is really pushing into the floor. And so if you're in a push-up position, a lot of people, that a big mistake that we tend to see is people just sinking into the, into the floor. And so they're not, they're not actively pressing into the floor and really engaging their um, active musculature. They're more relying on the passive restraints of their shoulders, so their ligaments, their tendons. And so if they're being passive throughout the range of motion, the tendons and ligaments are taking over that load. And they end up getting some stress and some pain throughout the front of their shoulder. But if you really take over and push into the floor, now suddenly a lot more musculature can kind of uh, help out, and the load is a lot more distributed appropriately.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have any good accessory exercises to help with that?
0: Um, in terms of accessory stuff, I, if, I would probably uh, go with um, core strengthening type of work. Yeah. So things like dead bugs or marching on your back where your rib cage and your lower back are pressed down towards the floor and you're marching your legs back and forth. Um, A lot of this kind of passiveness is really combined with lower back sagging to the floor and just an overall sort of passive nature of um, executing the movement.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. So probably mostly core exercises and then um, maybe even some rowing exercises as well. Um, like a TRX row or even like a cable row, like a two handed cable row. So you can feel what it feels like to use your upper back muscles because you actually, as you're lowering down to the floor, you have to use your upper back also to control that lowering down movement. Um, and a lot of people neglect that and they rely completely on the fronts of their shoulders.
0: Yeah. The same thing goes for, I mean, for from a strength training standpoint, the same, same thing goes for a bench press. The stronger your upper back and mid back are, the better foundation you have for your actual pressing muscles. So, you know, like always, it's never just about working one particular group of muscles to get a better movement quality overall. It's just thinking about holistically how can you strengthen the pattern.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. We'll go on to question number two. This is one. This one is from Eris underscore DVG. And they said, hi, I have a question for your podcast. Last time you shared great information about breathing techniques for lifting. I was wondering if you have any recommendations for breathing during high intensity exercises. As my heart rate goes up, I have trouble controlling my breathing. The feeling is very similar to when people have panic attacks and very uncomfortable. No history of medical issues. If that's important, keep up the good work and thanks for taking the time."
0: Um, Great question. Uh, The no history of medical um, stuff is actually a pretty important detail because that's probably what I've initially just jumped to just in case there was some medication or anything kind of like in the background going on that could be affecting heart rate and breathing patterns and stuff like that. Um, Since that's not the case, what I would say is since you're experiencing such um, aggressive symptoms where it almost feels like a panic attack, I think that basically... um, your body's just not prepared for the intensity that you're working at. So if you're jumping into a spin class, I mean, even right now, like I don't do that much cardio, so or cardio at all, really, actually. (laughs) But if I jumped into a spin class or if I jumped into some sort of rowing class where it's super high intensity, like I would get to that point. And so what I would recommend for you is actually go the opposite way and build a greater foundation of aerobic capacity by doing a lot more low-intensity work, actually. So things like um, jogging, um, uh, riding a uh, riding a bike, or jumping on a stationary bicycle, or jumping on a rower, um, and really going for 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 minutes at a time, and keeping the intensity at about 65 to 70 percent, and that way you're able to maintain that sort of long duration time, and you're not taxing yourself too much and going too much into the high intensity range. Once you start getting into these 30 minute territories where you're uh, you know working pretty pretty steadily and consistently, your aerobic base will widen, your aerobic capacity will improve. And then from there, you can start to add in some high intensity work for shorter durations. And then over time, you'll be able to increase those durations so that you're doing high intensity bouts at longer durations. So this is just a common thing that we see people understand that um, a HIT workout is beneficial, but they jump right to it without having established an aerobic base prior.
1: Yeah, right on. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you'll see
0: like um, you'll see this with boxers and MMA fighters where the majority of their work are these very high intensity spurts of um, fighting and sparring but they'll build their base by doing lots of long duration running long duration jump roping they're just trying to develop a base as wide as possible so that as they get more and more intense they're able to keep up and recover faster and so yeah I would say if you're experiencing these sort of um, really um, out of breathy situations developing a base of just slow Low-intensity cardio will do um, wonders for you down the line.
1: Yeah, and, and it will avoid having to look for any, like, tricks or techniques with your breathing, um, which you really shouldn't have to do in these situations. The reason that we have specific breathing techniques for lifting is because they're specifically for, like, the moment of um, where you need to stabilize your spine or something like that, where yeah. it's, it's actually contributing to the exercise. Whereas anything that's more um, cardiovascular, your breathing should be as normal as possible. So just in and out normal breaths, you shouldn't have to actually think about it very much. Um, except for, you know, to remind yourself to breathe and try to take deep breaths. Um, but yeah, if you, as long as you build that, that original capacity that Jason was talking about, you shouldn't have to search for any tricks or techniques with any type of cardiovascular event. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, we all, we are moving on <laughs> to question number three. This one is from the underscore Crans, and he said, hello, my name is Chancellor Wellens. I'm 17, about to go into my freshman year of college playing football. I've been bulking and I've gained 30 pounds from 120 to 155. I need help with my core. You post workouts, but don't put how many sets or reps. Could you help me with that? So first of all, congrats on the bulking. It's awesome. And that you're going to play football.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. this is a great question. Um, You know, one of the reasons why we don't necessarily like to put specific sets and reps or weight ranges or percentages with our posts is because we don't know where the person is starting off from that's reading it. So, you know, they might not be able to do a push-up or do a pull-up or whatever exercise that we put up there. And if we, say, do 8 to 10, suddenly it's like... Wait, why why can't I do that? It becomes uh, discouraging or it's just totally off information. So we we just like to kind of present the tip and give you as much information as possible and then have you come to a logical conclusion. Yeah. The um, rep
1: range is always going to be dependent on where you're at with your programming too. So some yeah. people that reading it might be in more of a strength building phase of their programming. Some people might be in more of a hypertrophy phase. Yeah. Um, and if we just threw out random numbers, it would, it would be random. It really wouldn't be thought out the way that we do think out rep ranges for our members when we're writing their programs. Um, but we can't really do that for an audience of 90,000 people who we don't know with right. what what their, what they're doing on a daily basis for the workouts
0: yeah so you know when you're searching through our feed a concept that we really like to utilize is called grease the groove and this is something that was uh, originally brought to our attention from uh, pavel Tsatsulin at strong first and it's basically saying go almost to the point of failure but Way before that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not that.
0: <laughs> um, but it's basically like when your form starts to break down. So let's say you're in a plank position and you're going, you're feeling good, you're feeling good at about 20 seconds. Then at about 28, 30 seconds, you start to shake a little bit. Right when your form starts to go, you just cut, the, cut that set short. And that might change daily. Like one day you might feel really good and that might happen at about 40 seconds. The next day, maybe you didn't get good enough sleep or you didn't eat well enough And that might happen at 20 seconds. So Grease the Groove is kind of a a concept that we um, try to educate our members with um, because it just uh, it takes into account how they're feeling that day as well.
1: Yeah. So like one part of the Grease the Groove principle is about um, being able to do like the original way that we heard about it was through the press and pull up program that he has, um, where it's like every day and he wants you to do a ton of volume in order to do that much volume and to be able to do those lifts every day, you can't go to failure or even close to failure because you'll get really sore. Your muscles won't be able to perform the next day. So the idea is to kind of keep everything or one idea, one aspect of grease the groove is to be able to continue to work the next day and the next day and the next day and to put in a lot of volume without over overly taxing your muscles.
0: Yeah. The other, the other benefit is that it keeps the quality high. So instead of doing a really long two minute, three minute, four minute plank where your hips are sagging, you're just barely holding on, you're shaking, you're actually breaking the sets up into really manageable chunks and keeping the quality really high. And like always, we always want to practice quality reps instead of just going for quantity just for the sake of it.
1: Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like those two things are kind of like one principle of it. And then the other principle of it is about listening to your body. And that's the thing that Jason was talking about earlier where um, we really like the idea of not not having your how many reps you do be dictated all the time by just because it says eight in your program, you have to do eight. Mm. But sometimes thinking about like, how do I feel today and how do you... How Eight reps feel, and if it doesn't feel good, maybe six reps actually feels good today, and that's what I'm going to do instead. Um, and and allowing for a little bit of that deviation from uh, what everybody usually says, which is like three sets of eight or three sets of ten, and actually being a little bit more in tune with what's going on that day. Um, whether you had an exam the night before and you stayed up all night, you didn't get a lot of sleep or you got a great night's sleep and you're super recovered and you feel awesome. Maybe you can add two more reps that day. Yeah. Um, so giving yourself that, that um, basically allowance to, to change it up a little bit based on how you're feeling.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I would say in terms of for you specifically, when you're playing football um, obviously, you're looking for core strength for some sort of stability, I'm assuming. And I would say for you, just working on compound movements like squatting and deadlifting and heavy lunges and step ups and um, various sorts of um, like farmer carries and things like that, that sort of stuff will probably have a lot more carryover and transfer to on the field um, applicability and then uh, like long duration like planks and like low intensity type of core exercises right um and doing that in a progressively overload fashion so ideally like let's say you're squatting 135 right now you want to be able to over the course of the next three to six months continue to build that number up instead of keeping that number the same so that it, it ensures that you're building um muscle mass and building strength and utilizing your core in those compound movements will have a lot of carryover to what you're going to be doing on the field. And not only that, hopefully you can continue to build up your weight gain as well. 120 to 150 is a huge uh, um, lean muscle gain. And ideally, you want to continue to bulk up even a little bit more, um, You know, regardless of whatever position you might be playing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Cool. So, kind of a short and sweet one today, but... That's about all we got for you.
0: Yeah, makes up for yeah, yeah last time's thirty-minute monster episode. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> so we kept it quick. Diesel is uh, currently begging us to take him outside because it's another beautiful day in Boston. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. And uh, in the meantime, if you get a chance, if you could send us any questions that you have at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, we would love you forever.
0: We've got and a couple good ones actually recently. Have we? Yeah, they were good.
1: Great, you. You, you kind of cut me off there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I was going to say is, until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.